I would like to uh, make uh, uh, an appeal to to a a concept called fair comment. Sometimes what you you might regard as offensive and insulting, because that is what Judge Zondo says, might actually be fair comment. For instance, could it be true that any one of us uh, is colonized in our thinking, as Ngugiwa Kiongo says, that we must decolonize our minds, and our students have uh, announced that we must actually decolonize our university and decolonize our minds. So none of us must not think that our thinking is not affected by the fact that we were colonized mainly by the British and the Dutch. So our law at this point in time, it is true, but especially our law of property is a law that is guided by Roman Dutch law rather than indigenous law. So that issue Zondo did not even answer. And scholars do need to answer that question to say, how does it help all of us that our law is guided by Roman Dutch law? Our law in its entirety is dominated by English and Roman Dutch law, not by indigenous law. So it is not surprising to hear that people will say, a person who does not believe in English and Roman Dutch law does not belong in our cabinet. That would not be surprising because they, those are people who believe that we should continue to be governed under English and Roman Dutch law. And that is the, one of the issues that uh, Sesulu was raising, which uh, serious scholars need to engage uh, going forward. But on the other hand, the, 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 so which means that the interpretation of the law the, the glasses, the spectacles to which you interpret the law can be colonized, can be dominated by the minds of our colonizers. It's possible in any field, even in law, is possible. So then the last thing I will say about this is that Susulu also raised the issue of inequality, whether our judges are able to interpret the law in favor of the indigenous poor and those who are dispossessed. I think that is a valid point of debate and that needs to be entered into before people start complaining about the fact that they feel insulted. Mm-hmm. Now, our constitution gives us the right to air our views, and uh, of course, the minister has that view, has, has, has that right. But uh, Chief Justice, uh, Acting Chief Justice Zondo, says that uh, by insulting the judiciary, Sisulu created a situation where some citizens may lose confidence and respect for the courts and black judges. Do you concur with that perspective? I think that the statement by Judge Zondo is first. The native Africans in South Africa are people of the law. Under all conditions, we have lived within the law, and we've lived within various tribunals and courts of our own. So the issue that Africans, native Africans in South Africa, would out of an article written by Lindwesi Sulu, all of a sudden become lawless people who don't obey the law, who don't obey any type of institution that administers the law. That is far-fetched. It has got no scientific grounding whatsoever. Is, is the acting chief justice not moving perhaps too closely to the ever-so-dangerous thin line between the judiciary, the executive, and, of course, politics? Yes, I think that he, he, he rushed to answer this. Uh, had he sat down to reflect on it, he might at best issue a scholarly response to this thing, not something that requires anybody to be punished or a fight. 
but engaged with it as an intellectual, a scholar of jurisprudence, to raise, to answer some of the questions. What is the status of indigenous law? Is it a footnote uh, in the law of South Africa, just an ordinary footnote that on occasion you might just step into, or is it a core in how the Constitution is constructed? That is an academic, that serious scholars, academic question that serious scholars are engaging. And you could have gone that, down that road of, of a scholarly approach, and rather than trying to use power to deal with Susulu with power and force, uh, that, to me, was a tangent on mm-hmm. the part of the acting chief justice. The African National Congress has distanced itself from the comments of Sisulu, but many have raised the ANC seemingly convenient amnesia when it comes to criticizing the judiciary and the constitution. Is this perhaps a way for the ANC to deflect from its own role in where the country finds itself? Yes, the, the, the participation by a lot of the leaders of the ANC and all oh, at the same time, Sisulu herself, who is a leader of the ANC, all of them uh, are actually deflecting from the main question on the economic side. They have failed to actually run the economy properly. The economy has failed dismally in terms of increasing unemployment since 1994. And uh, they have failed on the question of inequality. Inequality are one of the most unequal nations in the world. They, they have failed... Uh, in terms of general economic growth compared to other African countries, and they continue to do so. And they, are, they have got nothing to say that other than the fact that they've looted the state, uh, looted state institutions such as state-owned companies that were used by white Africaners before to eradicate white poverty. Instead of doing the same thing and including the black people in the economy, the ANC destroyed the very instrument of economic development. And today they've started this debate that we're discussing here now uh, to actually confuse us totally and divert attention from their actual failures in running the state for developmental purposes. Some are suggesting that this is perhaps a Sulu's uh, ANC leadership campaign. But what should the President Silver Ramaphosa from the executive and Nosevuir Mapisa Ngakula from Parliament do in this case to resolve this impasse between the judiciary and the executive? I don't even know that there's an impasse between the executive and the judiciary that is caused by the article that uh, Lindy Wesley Solo wrote. If we accept that there's freedom of speech and the issue she's raising, you can find academic papers that raise similar issues by serious intellectuals in South Africa. I do not see any impasse in that. This is an intellectual debate. That means intellectuals to deal with it, not power and force against a particular individual who is raising simply because she happens to be a member of cabinet, whilst others are raising these issues as academicians and so on and so forth.